0: It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by j Contracting. Ready? Break! Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore.
1: From the studios of WATH, this is a Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Got a of Mills, the Mike alongside Joey Medores. we got you up until 6.40 today. Cincinnati Reds come your way at 6.40. they got a 7.10 start. It's the Reds and the Pirates. They're currently 6.06 on this 14th day of August and 91 degrees and mostly cloudy outside. Uh, the system's saying a flood warning, so I guess we're going to expect some rain a little bit later today. Uh, but it's a sports area presented by j Contracting, and our phone lines are open at 740-592-6646. This is really the... Uh, we might have one on Monday, but I think we're going to have more consistent sports fans from here on out. Looks like the Reds will have a lot of games starting around 7.30 or so, uh, which means we'll get a lot more uh, sports talk in, and that means a lot more of your calls. And, uh, you know, hopefully talking about high school football, as that announcement is expected to be made on Tuesday by Governor Mike DeWine. Uh, but it's just going to be a long wait-and-see game. Uh, I know Utah had the first high school football game being played across the nation, uh, and that was I got that story here with uh, high school football uh, returning. Uh, but Joey, you know, high school football. I hope it happens. I anticipate it that it does, as long as they can have it safely and uh, you know maintain the safety and health of everybody involved.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, with the way the governor talks about schools, it seems like he believes that having the students go to school and play sports and all that kind of stuff, of course they leave it up for each school board, but it seems like he thinks that that could potentially be a way of keeping it from spreading because, you know, you can control where the kids are going rather than uh, if they're out in the community doing whatever with their friends if they're not going to have in-class school. And also, I, I, I don't know, I just think it would be weird if they let them start practicing just to tell them a few weeks later that uh, they're not going to play. I, I, I just don't think that would make a whole lot of sense. So hopefully they're, uh, they're going to go through with it. Um, I don't know, you know, if the, what the protocols will be for them to have to continue playing. You know, if some kids test positive, uh, well, what that's going to be like, or even if they're going to be able to test the kids ever. Well, we'll see how it works out. But uh, I'm hopeful that since they started practicing, they're going to be allowed to, uh, to start playing on time. Yeah, and I, I again. I hope so. I hope it's
1: not going to be like another Big Ten thing where they release the schedule, they put together some protocols, and then you know a week later, Big Ten says, "Hey, you know, it's not going to be a feasible thing this year to uh, have fall sports, which included football." Uh, so of course, you know, we gotta hope, we gotta pray, and and hopefully we do get um, you know high school football coming our way. Uh, Athens, of course, starts on the twenty eighth, but it's that week of the twenty fourth. It's not too far away. We're on the fourteenth right now, and it's uh, what about two weeks away at this point. But that uh, Utah high school game, right? I mean, it they had a Thursday night game. They had cheerleaders who had masks, so they had the cheerleaders there. Uh, it was a 25% capacity crowd, uh, and then they sold tickets online and scanned as fans entered the stadium so the school could carry out contact tracing if necessary, and then they also were instructed to leave as soon as the game ended. So you couldn't linger, you couldn't talk to anybody, uh, but... They found a way to do it safely, and hopefully Ohio can do that same way.
2: Yeah, hopefully uh, we'll see. I think two weeks from today, Athens is supposed to have their first game, if I'm not mistaken. Right, and that did change from what it was. I mean, they changed their schedule
1: right now for Athens, right? Because if you take a look at the Athens schedule, you had to reduce it down to six, and for Athens they'll open up uh, at Alexander. Uh, so if you haven't seen the Athens schedule is posted online, but we'll quickly go through it. Athens at Alexander. Then on the 4th, September 4th, versus Vinton County home. uh, Home against Marietta on September 11th. Uh, That's their only non-league game on September 18th versus Wellston. And then away uh, for the rest of the regular season, quote-unquote. September 25th at Megs. October 2nd, Nelsonville-York away. And then on October 9th or on October 10th, the OHSA playoffs would begin. And that all hinges on if they can play on Tuesday. Or if they get the approval to have contact sports on Tuesday?
2: Yeah, uh, that changes a lot, I think, because in, in high school, I think uh, you, you predicate your season a lot. Obviously, you want to make the postseason, but a lot goes into, at least around here, uh, your conference. Uh, a lot of teams down here, especially in the TVC, FAC, MVL around here, but winning your conference is a big deal. Uh, sometimes it can supersede winning the, uh, you know, uh, going to the playoffs if you win the conference. It can be considered a successful season. And you usually take those first three or four games of the season against a non-conference team to try to, you know, you want to get wins obviously in those games, but you want to kind of tune up for conference play because that's when you need to start winning because your conference record means more than anything else. But uh, the fact that Athens has to open up against the, the crosstown rival Alexander right away, you know, both teams will be fired up for that game. So it should be interesting to see right away. You don't really have time. Uh, we mentioned this in the baseball season. There, of course, everybody makes the playoffs this year, so that that that's a that's a key uh, part of it. So record won't play a factor because you're going to get in regardless. But obviously, you want to have a better record, so you play a worse team in the postseason. So um. Right. Well, now it's a little bit of politicking too, because you know in the past it was all
1: right computer points and whatever those points are. That's what the the lay of the law is, right? That's the uh, the law of the land. And now it's going to be, all right, coaches get together, whether it be by Zoom or whether it be by some other means, and now they're trying to advocate for their school to get a better seed. So some team could be 2-17, and 17, but still, yeah. you know, get... Reputation's going to play a big factor right. after the six games. So hopefully everybody's friendly with the coaches, because it's going to be a... Uh, interesting ride should football season happen yeah. uh, again come this October? I mean I can't
2: believe they're going to try to do that. I would have a board that would try to break that down themselves. I mean you're going to get all these coaches, you know, it's going to be uh, we went 2 and 4, but we're in a way tougher conference and then 6 and 0 team. We would have went 6 and 0 if we were in the same conference. We'd have blew this team out of what that's all it's going to be. Uh, so yeah, that, that'll be tough. Um, I wonder how much weight that that will the the strength of conference schedule will hold because yeah, you know, the TVC Hawking TVC Ohio. Uh, when you look at it statewide, are not considered stronger conferences. When you when you look at it statewide, there's a lot of really good conferences in the in the cities and other areas. You know, up in the Cleveland area, a lot of good teams. Columbus has a couple really competitive conferences. So unfortunately, you know, the smaller schools might get kind of get a if they have a really successful season, might get kind of. uh, uh well, I don't know the word I'm looking for. Jeff. Uh, yeah, Jeff, that's a good one.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's. I think when it comes to a team, a team like Trimble, though, I mean that they've got history. They went to the the state playoffs. I mean, state finals you know, a couple years ago. I think it's going to take an into factor when you're dealing with coaches and things, and you're not. You're a coach, and you maybe not see a team, you know, every year, uh, especially this year. But you go off a reputation. You go off what they've done in the past. Even if it's it's just a weird year this year. So yeah. a lot. I think a lot of it is going to be. What did they do last year? What did they do the year before? Is it the same coach? Do you still have the same offense? Uh, because the other thing is, if there is a outbreak, right? I mean, if somebody gets COVID, they have to cancel the game. You know, teams might be. I think I don't. I hope it doesn't happen. But a team could just be zero and zero entering into week seven because they had to cancel every single game of their season. Right. I mean, but they still get to be in the postseason, and they well. still get to participate and.
2: You know, try for that state title, which, of course, is the benefit of having every single team in the postseason. Well, you have the option. Uh, say that was to happen to your school, and you don't get to play any games. They they have the option to just not play in the play, playoffs, right? They have that option. Schools can just drop out altogether. But, but I think there's a deadline September something, September 27th. Yeah, okay. Well, if you miss your first three, four games, you're probably going to be like, "Yeah, we're just going to." But I mean, if you're practicing in for this year,
1: well, if you're not the team that has you know the virus, and you still want to go and compete. You know, I cancel every other game. I mean, it's a worst-case scenario, but I, I think there will be a way to find you know, an opponent quickly. Uh, even Logan found a full schedule, and you know Logan's not in even a conference. conference. Yeah. yeah, So Logan's not even in a conference, and they were able to find, I think they play Megs, they play a, a couple of good schools, um, but since they're not in a conference, it, everybody thought it might be difficult for them to you know, try to find games to play, but they found it, so I, I think a lot of people can adjust on the fly, And, you know, figure it out as the season goes along.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the ADs will be working with each other throughout the season, especially within the same area, same one or two-hour region, you know, just to try to, uh, if they both get a game canceled, but, hey, both our teams are healthy, you know, let's make it happen. Is that even allowed? I mean, I don't know. Are you allowed to, like, switch up the schedule midweek if you need to? i there's, I think anything goes this year. I'm just—I didn't know if the OA—I didn't know if they decided like uh, once you set your six-game schedule, it has to be the six you play. I didn't know if like game gets canceled midweek, but you can play somebody else if that one can count towards your record.
1: I think it's up to the athletic directors of each school if they want to work that fast
2: and get another opponent on and get ready for Friday. I think that they could do that. Yeah. Uh, it, well, in it, an ideal world, we won't have to do that. <laughs> um, right. Hopefully, we get this under control. But another thing you got to look at is you know uh, what did Alexander start last year? Three and 3 and one, something like that. Alexander started off. Really, I think it might have been four and zero. Four and zero, exactly. Right? And it was either three and one or four and zero. I can't remember. And if you start out four and zero in a six-game season, you know, of course, Alexander Wheels kind of fell off when they got into the conference play. But if you start out four and zero in uh, a season like this, I mean, the worst you can do is four and two. you would. I would bet that you're going to have a somewhat favorable matchup in in the playoffs with a four and two record. You're at least going to get a team around the record that you got. Now, of course, the we're going to really find out the uh, disparity in talent. I think, this year with uh, the everyone making the playoffs situation. But, I mean, hey, you start out 4-0 this year again, uh, and just get hot for, you know, I mean, six games in the grand scheme of football season it really isn't that much. Now, here's a question for you, right? right? Let's say a kid
1: has been highly recruited back in 2019, right? I mean, the full football season there, he's got a couple of D1 offers. Do you play in the shortened season this year, Or do you sign to play early for your college team whenever that season will come up? Whether it be in the spring, if they have a spring, or in in next fall for 2021, whenever this college season is happening. Do you see high school athletes,
2: I guess, opting out of this season to then keep their safety in mind for next year? No, because I mean... In all honesty, if that was an option for high school players, they'd do it on a regular season. If you already got your full ride to Bama and you don't have to play, you wouldn't, but they always do. You don't see a high school kids opting out their senior season when they already signed their uh, you know, letter of intent or whatever just because they're worried about getting hurt. So I don't think that would be any different this year. Uh, I, I was following a,
1: a thread by uh, Marty Brenneman, and I think, uh, not Brenneman, Marty Bannister. And Bannister had, there was a kid who, who opted out this year. Which is why I posed the question. I mean, one person has already done yeah. that
2: and decided just to wait until college. I mean, I, I can understand that, but I just don't see how this year would make you approach it differently because if you're a college kid in a normal season without coronavirus or anything like that, you could still get injured on the field, and then that can mess up your scholarship. But you don't usually hear about a kid opting out when they've already signed to whatever school. I mean, out in Jackson, Traylon Davis signed to play at West Virginia. I'm pretty sure he's playing this season. Right keegan i mean everybody knew keegan was going to ohio state or uh, excuse me ohio u for a while uh and he played all four years so i don't know I, i don't think covid should play a factor if you're worried about uh playing in college next year because you you run the risk playing football anyway of getting injured right well
1: i mean it's just something to ponder on i mean we got a couple of weeks before we got the first game of the season and of course uh, you know we've still got the blue jackets going we got the Reds going we'll talk a little bit more uh, about the Reds and the blue jackets but you know high school football season is coming quick and uh, of course we'll have to have a preview show getting ready for the TVC Ohio TVC Hawking uh, a couple of our teams and uh, that's we'll probably have Troy on for that and get ready for that uh, sometime next week or maybe even uh, you know the week of the 24th Troy's got to get back to the
2: studio at some point I, I saw football him. Friday nights.
1: someone got I saw him today. I mean, this will be year two of football Friday nights with Troy and I. We got again over on the game of the week, and then Brad on Athens game. Uh, so we got Brad Walker doing the Athens. We got you know Dunigan over on game of the week, and we got to put that schedule together. And of course, when we know what that schedule is, we're gonna wait until Tuesday, figure out what's going on there for uh, first. But then be sure to stay tuned to social media, W A T H uh, W X T Q Sports uh, on Twitter, and of course you, know, you can find us. Uh, WXTQ Sports on Facebook. We'll take a short break right here on the Sportsman. We got you up until 6.40 today before the Cincinnati Reds pregame show. You're listening to the Sportsman on 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH presented by JNK Contracting. your mornings with scott daly from 6 to 12 hop on the party line from 9 to 10 join sky hope on classic caravan from 4 to 6 p.m and listen into the sports fan at 606 on classic hits 970 and 97.1
0: fn wath siemens grocery has been offering service quality and cleanliness since 1951 At Siemens, the butcher is always in, and the vision of delivering the best continues as they now offer locally raised beef from R.L. Valley Ranch, Athens County. The cattle are raised naturally with no hormones or antibiotics. Try some truly fresh beef right now at Siemens, where you can do a week's worth of shopping in 15 minutes. Stop in today at 305 West Union Street in Athens. When there's something strange lurking under your bed. Who are you going to call? Dust! Dust Athens Dustbusters are a licensed bonded husband-and-wife team that offer up top-of-the-line janitorial services at great prices, and they serve commercial and residences across Southeast Ohio. As the seasons change, don't worry about the cleanup. Call Athens Dustbusters at 740 541 7113 for a free quote. But don't just take our word about the Athens Dustbusters. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm John. And we're Athens Dustbusters, and we will bust your dust.
1: This is the Sports Fan on 970. W-A-T-H. And back inside for the sports fan right here at 970 W-A-T-H. Connor Mills on the mic alongside Joey Medour. And again, up until 640 today, you got the Cincinnati Reds coming your way at 640. With that pregame, it's the Reds and the Pirates. But before we get to some Reds talk here, right? I mean, with the Blue Jackets and what they've been doing, five-overtime loss. I mean, it was a gritty loss uh, in that first game, but it's a tough team in the Tampa Bay Lightning. You knew the Lightning were going to have their eyes focused on uh, Columbus should they make it this far in the postseason because the Blue Jackets swept them four-game to nothing uh, last year. And then, of course, uh, you know, Tampa Bay had a fantastic year last year. They had a historic year in the in the NHL. But now you got the Blue Jackets, uh, Competing with them again, you know, it took five overtimes for Columbus to lose in Game One, and then they won three to one yesterday uh, against the Lightning. Of course, no game today. Tomorrow's game will be at seven thirty. But Columbus Blue Jackets. Corpusaro is looking good. Pierre Luc Dubois had two assists. Uh, you know, it's it's looking like a pretty good team and
2: pretty competitive series here. Yeah, Dubois scored in the first game as well. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was good to see him bounce back because usually when you can when you lose a, a you know, I mean, it's, I believe it was, what, like the longest game ever in uh, fourth Stanley Cup playoff history or something like that? Fourth in the history. Yeah. Good Lord. But anyway, and that's just in time, like the amount of time the game took.
1: Right, I think I believe so. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, five overtimes, you lose a game like that, you can be gutted. I mean, that could completely take away a team's momentum just like that. Uh, but much like in that uh, series with the Maple Leaves, when they blew that three-goal lead, but they came back and won the, the, the uh, closeout game in order to get... Into the postseason, they bounced back and they got a nice win. They fell behind one nothing in the first period yesterday, but uh, after that, they you know found their stride, played really well, and uh, now it's a even series heading into Game Three. Uh, you know it's just so weird not having any kind of home ice advantage because you know, it's it's hard to gauge at each game. Anything can happen because you know as you know, home field plays a big uh, big role right. when it comes to the postseason. I mean, everybody wants that Game Seven at home. It's a huge advantage. But uh, now that's all kind of thrown out the window. So it really is locked into a game-by-game. You know, it's just like how well you're playing. You don't have the crowd to push you over the top if you're having a bad game in Game Uh 3. And, uh, you know, it's strange, but um, it looks like, uh, you know, it's still going off. I'm not really sure what the ratings have been for the hockey playoffs so far. I know the NBA ratings in the bubble so far haven't been great, but also they're not really playing for anything yet. But, uh, yeah, it's been an exciting first couple games. I mean, five overtimes, that, that was a crazy game. And then uh, they bounced back yesterday with a nice win. Yeah, I mean, it was just a, a tremendous performance by the Blue Jackets
1: yesterday. Corpusala with 36 saves. Uh, goals, again, coming from uh, Ryan Murray, Oliver Borkstrand, and Alexander Wenberg, all scoring for the Blue Jackets. And, of course, uh, again, Pierre-Luc Dubois with two assists. Uh, the good thing to see here, of course, is Jonas Corposalo, 36 saves. He didn't have to have the 80 plus he had in Game One of this, you know, best of seven series against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and uh, you know it's kind of apparent now that you know John Tortorella trusts Korbasalo a little bit more than Elvis Merlinkins in the goal because you know, Merl when they were up three uh, nothing in that previous game uh, in the previous series. They came back, they fell apart. Uh, but now, you know, it seems like this is Jonas Corposalos' job. Uh, it is his role to have. And, you know, he's just run away with it and, of course,
2: kept him in both games so far in the playoff series. The craziest thing with the five overtime game was it was final score is three to two. It was one to one after six minutes. I mean, it looked like it was going to be a shootout. And then all of a sudden, everybody's locked in and. Yeah, there really is nothing like overtime hockey. I mean, everything's just so, uh, as a fan, it's just all so tense, like, because every little thing matters. One slip up, just like that, other team gets a two-on-one break, game's over. You know, it's one goal. That's all, you get, that's all you get a chance to. It's not like uh, football where potentially each team could get a shot. Uh, basketball, you know, it goes back and forth, but, you know, much, I mean, in hockey, it's one goal and it's over. So that's why the defense turns up so much, and it's so tough to get, a, cause get an overtime hockey goal, it feels like. And uh, both teams are battling it out in that first game, and it was wild. I mean, I don't, no, I'm not the biggest hockey fan, uh, but I don't have any kind of recollection of any kind of game like that in my lifetime in uh, in, uh, the play, in the Stanley Cup playoffs with five overtimes. Right, I mean, it, hopefully it's just a one, one-time one thing. Hopefully you only get to experience yeah. it one. I mean, I believe, uh, geez, the Jackets, I think they played, what, three overtime games in the first series. I mean, they're just... Yeah, I mean, it's, again, it's a good Jackets team. You know, it just again shows. Kids. You just got to worry about fatigue. Is kind of the point I'm, I'm, you know, getting at, because uh, they played a lot of hockey here in this in just the last couple of weeks, and just hopefully it didn't catch up to them because oh. the Lightning haven't been quite in the same situation. And Tortorella's kept them off the ice. Like on
1: uh, Wednesday, you know, they didn't practice on the ice. I don't think they're practicing on the ice again today. You know, they're taking today off. They're taking uh, they took Wednesday off uh, because they have been skating a lot, uh, but. With the Blue Jackets, I think Tortorella has conditioned them well. I think he's trained them well. And I think that, you know, they're performing at the best to their ability right now. And that, again, goes to show you uh, it's a very good Tampa Bay Lightning team this year. And they got the second seed. Columbus is the seventh seed. So we just got to, you know, whatever they can do will be an upset and uh, push for the Jackets all the way through. The one thing you mentioned, uh, you mentioned a little bit about the NBA playoffs, uh, you know, they were doing those whole other games just going on. It only really matter for teams who were on the cusp of making the playoffs. Yep. Uh, but for the NBA, the 22 consecutive postseason appearance streak for the San Antonio Spurs comes to an end. Uh, Spurs were fi- officially ousted when Memphis defeated Milwaukee. And Phoenix completed an undefeated eight-game run in NBA's restart bubble at Walt Disney World with victory over Dallas. Uh, those games went final shortly before San Antonio was playing its final game of the season against Utah. Spurs needed the Grizzlies or the Suns to lose to have any chance of getting into the West playing series that begins tomorrow. Uh, it's quite the feat—22 consecutive seasons for the San Antonio Spurs making the postseason. Uh, yeah,
2: it's almost hard to fathom. It's older I than mean, me, exactly. Yeah, I, I, it's just older than me too uh, because I am younger than you. But um, <laughs> it's. You know, I mean, that's what the Spurs have done. You know, I mean, people always talk about the Patriots because that's football. Football is the main sport in America right now. But, I mean, what Spurs done rivals that. I mean, all throughout my lifetime, you always heard about the Spurs with Duncan and Parker, Ginobili, Popovich at the helm, you know. And, I mean, they were great for a long time. Then they had Kawhi Leonard there for a few years. They knocked off the the, uh, the big three in the heat the one year in the, early two th- in the early 2010s. They've been a great team for a long time. And, uh. You know, they, I don't think they're the most talented team really this year, but they still were able to hung around and got themselves a chance to make the postseason in the bubble. Uh, I think at times they were hovering around the 8th seed throughout the season this year, just didn't have enough juice. I mean, no one expected the Suns to come in and go 8-0, I don't think, in the bubble. And that even wasn't enough for them to, to make the postseason or make the uh, the playoff-type thing that they're doing. But, yeah, I mean, this is one of the greatest sports runs, you know, of our time uh, and of all time. Right. And, you know, I, I guess Popovich
1: said that, you know, a couple of people said, hey, you know, the streak is still alive. It didn't end because it's been a, a weird year. But for all intents and purposes, you know, it ends at 22. And I think that it's a uh, it's a remarkable streak. You know, it's, it's I guess, sad to see it end. But, you know, all good things have to come to an end at some point, right? A little bit. Yeah, I suppose. Maybe.
2: I suppose. But, yeah. Popovich no, I wasn't going to coach forever. No, no, he wasn't. Uh yeah I'll be interested to see uh, how long he sticks around, man he's getting up there, but uh he said he wanted to stick around a little bit longer he's been he's been one of the best for quite a while now, so
1: Anyway, we got to take another short break right here on the Sports Fan. We'll break down some of the Reds before the Reds and Pirates come in your way at 640. This is the Sports Fan, presented by j k Contracting on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH.
0: No one knows sweet tea like the folks around here, because folks around here know what it feels like to earn something. And there's nothing more rewarding than
1: the taste of fresh-brewed tea sweetened just right, like Mickey D's sweet tea. Now it comes
0: in a new cup that keeps the tea cold longer. So whether you're taking a 10 or because, whew, it's hot out here. Your sweet tea will be cold. So stop by McDonald's and get any size sweet tea for just a dollar. Lemon available upon request. Claim compared to prior large size beverage cup. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal quality. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street right next door to the Donkey Cafe, uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheet-fed press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress, 593-7393. That's 593-7393.
2: In association with Gruiser Realty and Building. Larry Conrath, he sells real estate. Larry Conrath, he sells real estate. Larry Conrath, he sells real estate. 5913015. 5913015. 5913015. What was that number again? I said... Five nine one three zero oh,
1: one five. The
0: superheroes are coming. The superheroes are coming. The seventh annual Athens Casa Superhero 5K has gone virtual. You can register online at athenscasa.org/superhero to receive a mailed race packet. Then pull out your best superhero costume to complete your 5K your way anytime on September fourth, fifth, or sixth. Then post your photos and results online. All of the proceeds of this event support local foster children and their court-appointed special advocates. Sign up today at AthensCasa.org superhero.
1: Live and local, The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. And it's The Sports Fan for about eight more minutes. Right here on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. Fills Mike alongside Joey Medore. And again, up until 640 today for the Reds. And the Pirates are coming your way. The Reds fell yesterday to the Pirates. Uh, of course, it was a tough outing for Di Sclafani, but, you know, you got to get better. And they were starting to make a comeback. At one point, it was 9 nothing. Then, it, you know, the final gets to 9-6, get within three runs. But, you know, I mean, you don't get halfway here. You know, you don't you don't get yeah. any bonus points for making it close. Uh, when it's a 60-game season, you only get,
2: you know, the win is what matters. And if you do not have that win, then... At the end of the day, you lost. Yeah, no, there's no real moral victories in, when it comes to baseball because, uh, you know, there's a lot of bad teams that play close games all the time. Um, yeah, I mean, you fall behind 9 nothing, you're not going to win too many games. The uh, Disco did D- just did not have good stuff. You have two homers in the first, another one to lead off the second. Then the rest of them, I mean, there weren't too many more hard-hit balls. He just kind of found the right places. The infield was drawn in most of the time, trying to cut down runs. But, yeah, I mean, it was just a bad start. I mean, those were the, all the runs he gave up all season. It just in one outing, so yeah, I it, we we keep talking about dropping these games to these uh, not so good teams because I mean I'm at a point to where we've been kind of dancing around it for the first couple weeks of the season here, but the Cubs are winning the division. They're far and away the best team in the uh, at least right now. Oh, yeah. They're far and away the best team in the NL Central.
1: Right, and I mean we're about one third of the way through this season for MLB, and you just gotta Cubs are Cubs are really really good right and they're going to be very tough to beat i mean they, they got the
2: pitching they got the hitting yeah. uh, w- when you combine those two together uh, there's not much you can do but yeah 13 you know. and 3 9 and 1 in the last 10 i mean right six and a half game lead in the division already which this year each game i believe counts for like 2.7 of a game in a regular season so you do the math i can't um but uh yeah they got to Pretty big lead right now, and it doesn't look like they're slowing down. Uh, they have a lot of talent on the team, so that's one spot you're not getting if you're the Reds, right? That that takes away one of them. So you got to battle with for the second spot, hopefully, or hopefully you get a wild card spot. But right now you're eight and eleven. That's not going to get it done for a wild card spot. You, the the only thing they got going for them right now is nobody else outside of the Cubs in the division is playing well. We have St. Louis who's not playing. Uh, still don't know wh- when they're going to get back to to playing baseball. But uh, you have Milwaukee, seven and ten, so they're also six and a half back. Then, of course, Pittsburgh's done. We've been saying it. Of course, they beat the Reds yesterday, but Pittsburgh's not going to be competing. You know, there's a team that's doing worse
1: than Pittsburgh right now. Or actually, maybe. Uh, all right, so six and thirteen, Boston, right? So Boston six and thirteen, and the Pirates are four and thirteen. So there's there's about two
2: game difference there, but So they'd be a game better. Two halves, yeah. make a hole. Yep. So it's just a. What? Yeah, just about a game. But uh, yeah, and uh, I mean, but you look at the wild card right now. You got Colorado, who's playing pretty well. I mean, there's three right now. Three teams out of the N.L.S. are making the playoffs, and then their fourth team, Diamondbacks, are same record as the Reds, right? And then you have Miami, who I think they're going to cool off at some point. But you know, you just have a really good chance. I mean, you got a lot of solid teams in the N.L. East as well. The Mets could make a playoff run. The Nationals have started to play better. The Phillies did just get swept by the Orioles, but. You know, Orioles have been good so far.
1: One third of the way through the season, they have. You got to tip your cap to them right now. Yeah, they uh, they're swinging the bats really well. And listen, there's uh, I think Stephen Matz is now the number one starter for the Mets because he just had Degrom with a, a stiff neck. He pulled out today, mm. so you don't even get Jacob Degrom, the ace, coming for the Mets. So I'm, I'm right. not too confident in them
2: uh, in, in the East. But I, I mean, they're third. But the point is, yeah, the the Cubs. I think. Uh, I'm going to say it now. I think they already already starting to wrap up this division. I think they're far and away the best team. Um and I think Cincinnati and Milwaukee and we'll see what St. Louis does when they get back to playing, but uh, Cincinnati and Milwaukee, I think are going to hover around the same record with each other throughout the season. So I think as we could progress those that those games against Milwaukee are going to be big. They already lost two of three to them did the Reds. But uh you got to you got to win this series against Pittsburgh, man. It it's just you have to do it if you want to try to compete because We've been saying it. The expectation was to compete for a playoff run. I heard some fans tell me they thought they could win the division this year. And uh, right now they're not playing division-winning baseball. So something's, something's got to change because you can't rely on a, on a start where you only give up two runs every night. Sometimes your starting pitcher's not going to have it, and you've got to have a plan B. The bats got to be ready to go. The what? bullpen has to step up and fill in some big innings. Right now it seems like the Reds can only win when they get a really good start. Well, they
1: have to win when they're – you know, Aces on the mound. And Sonny Gray's on the mound today. He's 3-1 with a 2.25 ERA, 35 strikeouts. First loss suffered against Milwaukee last time, and he's got to bounce back from that. Uh, his opponent on the rubber, uh, Chad Cool, from the Pirates. Cool's has a 2.0 ERA with 12 strikeouts. Uh, you got to win when your Aces on the mound. Quickly run through the starting lineup as we got seven minutes remaining. Uh, Pittsburgh, let's go through the away team first. Adam Frazier, the second baseman, batting first. Kevin Newman, the shortstop, batting second. Josh Bell, batting third. He's at first. Colin Moran, the designated hitter, at uh, batting fourth. Uh, batting fifth, Brian Reynolds in left field. Gregory Polanco batting sixth in right. Uh, Eric Gonzalez, the third baseman, uh, he's batting seventh. Batting eighth, Cole Tucker in center field. And Jacob Stallings uh, behind the plate batting ninth. Again, the starter for the Pittsburgh Pirates, Chad Cool, And for the Cincinnati Reds, Shogo Akiyama. Akiyama leading off and left. Nick Castellanos in right, batting second. Joey Votto batting third at first. Jesse Wink, the designated hitter, batting fourth. Nick Stenzel, center field, batting fifth. Josh Van Meter, batting sixth. He's the second baseman. Freddie Galvis, the shortstop, batting seventh. Tucker Barnhart, batting eighth. Behind the plate and Kyle Farmer, batting ninth, the third baseman. So that's the starting lineups coming up for you today uh, with the Pirates and the Reds. They just got to get the job done. Yeah, you know, I mean that's what it really comes down to: better pitching,
2: better hitting, uh, but just figuring out a way to do it. And I don't know, Joey. That's what they got to do. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 <laughs> we talk about it like it seems so simple, but uh. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, it's not simple. It's <laughs> yeah, very... yeah, No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, they definitely do for sure. Um, you know, like you said, you got Gray going tonight. You you got to take these next two against Pittsburgh, and you, they just when it looks like they're about to turn the corner, they just they lose a game, a head-scratcher, where they give up nine of the Pirates in the first two innings. and it's just You can't do that to uh, to make a playoff push this season. No, you can't do it. Anyway, for Joey Medora,
1: I'm Connor Mills, and this has been the Sports Fan presented by J&K Contracting, a 970-97.1 FM, WATH. Cincinnati Reds pregame starts next. It's the 4-13 Pittsburgh Pirates versus the 8-11 Cincinnati Reds. Up next, from Cincinnati, Ohio, Great American Ballpark. Enjoy the game, everyone. Talk to you on Monday.